Are you a raging overachiever? Do you see perfectionism as a badge of honour? Do you put work at the centre of everything, at the expense of relationships, at the expense of your own health, for example? Then this bonus episode of the Happier at Work podcast is for you. This is a synopsis from the conversation I had with Jordana Confino. And we talked all things being an A plus type uh, as she described it and I absolutely loved our conversation. This is a bonus episode because I used to put these synopses at the end of every individual podcast interview based episode and now I've decided to split them out and talk more openly and have some practical tips that you can take away. So do let me know what you think about this format. You can connect with me through all of my social media networks uh, if you go to the website happieratwork.ie. So I loved this conversation with Jordana. I could see so many similarities in our path. I think we connected very much on that overachiever and the, the kind of badge of honour. Now, we started our conversation talking about, well, where does this actually come from? Where does this stem from? And really, it's I mean, it stems in childhood, like with a lot of things. And Jordana shared about having perfect grades and having perfect grades will make my parents happy. And this is how I'll be a good girl. So it can be that good girl syndrome. It can be trying to please other people at the expense of yourself, at the expense of your own identity. And that there's no other aspect to your identity. So you become known for this and it gets built into your identity, essentially. It makes total sense when it starts. It's a form of control, um, but it becomes very deep seated. Then we lose control. This is the irony that we lose control of it. And she talked about how perfectionism is this fear based motivation. I'm not good enough. I'm not going to live up, whatever it might be. But coupling with this strive for achievement is a work culture where working more is perceived as being better. So we're creating an entire culture, an entire society that favours this type of work behaviour. And we have luckily, if you want to call it that, we have the people who will fulfil that role, who are those type A plus who really, really want to achieve and, and go after. The kind of work that these achievers tend to be drawn towards are those intense high stakes types of environments where overwork is glorified and they are rewarded for it as well. But then underneath all of that, there's this deep seated fear of not feeling worthy. And the way to drive forward is through criticism, whether that's criticizing ourselves or listening to criticism from other people. And this then it results in burnout. You know, we go through this cycle and we end up burning out. Another really interesting insight that I took from that episode was that we can't get to that higher level of work. So if we are so focused on being busy all of the time and we're getting to burnout or close to burnout, what is required to do that higher level of work It requires creativity, but we're not giving ourselves those rest times. We're not giving ourselves those breaks that we need in order to be more creative. It's really this burn and churn approach, and it makes it harder than to progress up to those more senior positions. Another insight that Jordana shared was that we don't talk about our career mistakes when we get to the top. So that's something that I'm trying to change on the Happier at Work podcast and through 
what all of the things that I talk about and share on social media, it's about the mistakes that people make in their careers and being more open about that because we're all human and we do make mistakes. Again, another one of the core insights that I took from my conversation with Jordana was that perfectionists are playing not to lose. So they're playing not to lose. They're trying to avoid losing whatever, you know, game it is that they're playing. They're not playing to win. They're playing not to lose. So after talking about all of that, about the high achievement, about perfectionism, we moved on to some of the solutions around this and why it's so important to focus on well-being at work. And we talked about the fact that it's good for business. (laughs) It's actually good for the bottom line. And that Gen Z are now demanding it. So they're coming up through the ranks and they're demanding these types of organisations. They're moving away from that hustle and churn and burn type of culture. Now, the first thing that Jordana shared when it comes to this, and this this was kind of surprising, but also at the same time, not surprising to me. I'm surprised that so many people know about this, but also surprised that people are not implementing it necessarily. So values alignment is the first thing that she shared. This is something that came out really strongly from the research I did as part of my master's a few years ago. And it's something I talk about all the time. It's so important. When I was in my corporate role, I knew what the company values were. I could tell you them. Now, they weren't the lived experience of the people in that organisation. So it it impacted on the trust that I had for what, what any of the leaders had to say, basically. But you need to understand what your own core values are as well. So do you know what your core values are? Now, Jordana's approach is, first of all, is knowing what your values and you can't play to win unless you know what winning means. I love that phrase. So I'll say it again. You can't play to win unless you know what winning means. And when you live in alignment with your core values, you get this fuller sense of identity. You can take micro steps. You don't have to throw your job away completely. You don't have to walk away from those situations as I did. (laughs) That's one of, uh, call it a mistake, call it a learning. But I walked away from situations that weren't in alignment with my values. Maybe there are other micro steps I could have taken to manage that better. We are only trying to fill a hollow hole with extrinsic achievement. So when you're working and living in accordance with your values, then it comes back to this idea of winning and you feel so much more fulfilled when you're doing that. And step two then is about self-compassion. And she takes these learnings from Kristen Neff. I've heard of Kristen. I haven't read her book yet, but I definitely will be going to check it out this year. But the reason self-compassion is so important is that we often believe that self-flagellation is what motivates us. So self-criticism when we're, you know, and think of any scenario that you can apply this to. We think that criticising ourselves is going to make us work better or work harder. I will be talking about this in more detail when I do a solo episode on performance management. And just thinking out loud here, that can include self-performance or how we're managing our own performance. Oftentimes as well, we are so afraid of making mistakes that we actually opt out. So we don't we decide not to do something at all because then we, you know, we won't make the mistake because we haven't done anything. But self-criticism actually hijacks our amygdala. It turns off our prefrontal cortex, 
which governs our rational thinking and we can't think objectively. So instead of criticizing yourself the next time or when you hear that inner voice or even an external voice, think, how can I be kind to myself in this instance? That's what I want you to ask yourself. How can I be kind to myself? So self-kindness actually turbocharges our motivation and self-criticism becomes pointless. This reminded me then of the fixed versus the growth mindset. And again, something I'm going to cover in a future episode. But I, I always thought that we either had a fixed or a growth mindset. But as it turns out, or at least in my own experience, we tend to have a fixed mindset in certain areas and a growth mindset in other areas. So notice when that is showing up for you as well. So instead of being on the hedonic treadmill, so you have one achievement, it doesn't quite feel how you thought it would feel. You move on to the next one. Again, you achieved and you move on to the next and move on to the next thinking with each new achievement. It's going to bring happiness. It's going to bring joy. When you get to that next stage, finally, you're going to feel how you expect to feel. Actually, you can flip that. And if you are living in alignment with your core values and living those values through the work that you're doing, through the relationships that you have, that is a surefire way to become happier in the day to day rather than deferring your happiness to some point in the future. Now, one thing, one word of warning that Jordana shared, and I love this phrase, I just have to have to repeat it, is don't try to perfect your perfectionism recovery. If you're thinking I haven't got that right or I've made a mistake, just check yourself and don't try and make everything perfect. Learn as you go along. Something maybe has been a setback. Maybe you don't have the correct boundaries in place. Maybe your boundaries have become a, a little bit porous. I know that's certainly something that I need to work on constantly. It's not a case of I reached a destination and now I'm there. It's a continuous journey. So for me, awareness is always the key. Noticing these things, what has come up and what can I do differently? So the actions from today's episode, two key points. Know what your core values are. Do you know what your core values are? Live those values and, and notice where you're living. Again, the awareness, like notice where you're living those values, where you're going against the values, where you don't necessarily have the boundaries, where the boundaries need to go. And then number two, self-compassion. Be kind to yourself and ask yourself the question, how can I be kind to myself in this instance? I would love to know what you thought of today's show. Did it resonate? Do you like this new bonus format? Absolutely reach out to me, happieratwork.ie. You will find all of my social links there. I'd love to hear from you and what you thought of today's episode. Those of you who've been with us for a while know that we've been partnering with Skilding and the most recent evolution of this is something I really, really get behind. I really, really love this idea. We are bringing you together a set of curated episodes from the podcast specifically to do with women in leadership. They've been carefully chosen to empower you to become the leader you are supposed to be. But it's different from a normal course that you might take. It's like a mini course. Most courses would give you a content to consume, but by partnering with Skilding, we're giving you the tools to take action. So that's either by yourself or as part of a supportive community, along with me offering advice and encouragement if you want it. You can find out more about this mini course by visiting skilding.com forward slash happier. That's skill, S-K-I-L-L-D-I-N-G dot com forward slash happier.